Hello everyone, welcome back to the Pointless Void podcast, a writer's room podcast where two screenwriters get together and try to write a movie. Um, today, we're writing a movie that Carter came up with the idea, so I'm going to let him run with that. Sounds great. Okay, we have this court, this class, you're supposed to learn outdoor leadership, but what it's called is called backpacking. And you just started this class? Yeah, we just started this class. Yeah, so for heads up, it's like halfway through the semester. It's a weird class. You only do it once a week for four hours. You signed up for the class at the beginning of the semester, yep. but it just started now. It just started, and it's three credits. Yeah. Wow. Do you get to go on trips and stuff? We do. We're going to take a three-day trip at the end of the semester, and we're going to evaluate all of our camping knowledge that we have gained. And so you're thinking... This would definitely be more of a comedy, but a backpacking comedy. Like a college group <laughs> goes out on a backpacking adventure, and what happens? Mm-hmm. This is a Lord of the Flies situation. No, I'm just <laughs> Lord of the Flies. Do you like that book? Uh, I've actually never read it. I know what happens, though, if that makes sense. I like that book. I've read it a few times. I read it in school because we had to. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had it on audiobook because I, I bought the audiobook. Um, and I put it on my iPod back, not even an iPod touch. This was an iPod classic. Oh, still have it. It's kind of cool. The iPod classic. That's anyway. classic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was on the iPod classic. And since I didn't have internet on that thing, I, when I would like go to work construction, I didn't have much to listen to. Yeah. And I only had that iPod classic. So I would listen to the books that I downloaded from my English class. Oh, so I listened to Lord of Flies again and I'm like, oh, that's actually really good when you're not like listening to it in the context of you have to write papers and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, wow, that was really good. So I listened to it a third time mm-hmm. and then there was like so much more stuff that I caught. Yeah. And I just, I love that movie or not movie. They did make a movie and it was terrible. I love that book. <laughs> most of those like classic movie, classic books to movie adaptations never go well. How did they not make a good movie for that? I don't know. It sounds like the plot's there. I <laughs> the know. The conflict's there. You think it would be an easy movie to make. I mean, it was a black and white movie, the one that I saw. Yeah, maybe just old. The Gatsby movie, I've heard. I've heard mixed reviews about it, but it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Tommy McGuire. I mean, can't be that bad. Yeah, I like. I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I could see what people didn't like about it, but it yeah. was I liked the fine. book, actually. When I was reading it, I was like, this is actually same, same. a good book. That and To Kill a Mockingbird. But everyone can agree that To Kill a Mockingbird was actually like a it's, great. It's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also liked Of Mice and Men. Did you read that one? I have not. What did you read in English class? Mm, not too much. I'm not going to lie. There was one that did was... Did you not read it or they just didn't assign they it? They just didn't assign it. I was really? never in advance. I was in regular English classes and I never got that many reading assignments. There was... I was in like literature classes. So that's great, like all it was. was yeah. Reading reading short stories that were of significance and then Mm -hmm. novels. None of the big ones. Like we might've read something from the textbook. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like a small expert from a book, but we've never read like the whole book, the great Gatsby Fahrenheit 451 and to kill a mockingbird were the three books. Actually Romeo and Juliet. We did read the whole classic script of Romeo and Juliet. I never did Romeo and Juliet. We did, uh, did we do Hamlet? I don't know. I actually really, I haven't uh, read a lot of classic books like that, but I actually liked a lot of them. Yeah. When I read them. Same. Like they weren't bad. I think they just get a bad rap because you're forced to read them and everyone's no, like, that's oh exactly no, what it is. like that's we exactly have to what read it these is. books. Like, uh, 
Edgar Allan Poe. Like I love Edgar Allan Poe. I think his stories are super yeah. creepy, super. I we read um, the Raven, the poem. Yep, mm-hmm. I memorized the Raven. Well, I don't have it memorized anymore, but I did but have did. it memorized. Mm-hmm. There was a well. The funny thing about the Romeo and Juliet one was we read it like from the page, but we also had an audiobook recording of it. And my favorite thing about the audiobook recording is um, they had different people portraying each voice, right? So it's not just like one person yeah. is giving them all, like how a lot of audiobooks are done. It's a different person for each um, voice. So it's kind of like a table read almost. Exactly. Yeah, that's actually exactly what it's like. But the best part is it adds sound effects <laughs> into it. So there's a part where Romeo and Juliet are in bed and they're like, I love you. But they the timing was not right. And it was like, I love you. <laughs> Man, I love sound effects and audio. It was so great. There was one part that like we got in trouble because like it's terrible what was going on. It was Romeo, it was Juliet's father slapped Juliet. But just how they did the timing was awful. Cause it was like you heard the slap like two seconds after he you heard a whoosh and then you hear a slap. <laughs> And then two seconds afterwards, you hear, oh, and I'm like, what on earth? Who put this timetable together? Who who edited this? Mixed this audio. <laughs> and so, yeah, but I enjoyed those classic books. I kind of get annoyed by some of those like dramatized, dramatized audio books. I listened to The Hobbit in dramatized form. Oh, really? And it was really weird because like they tried to give every single dwarf in the hobbit a different voice but it's hard yeah because they're all very similar in personality especially in the book yeah and it's like hard to tell who they are and then they would have music in there interesting it was like this whole whole thing i've never really listened i've never really listened to audiobooks actually i don't much either either but i usually read them but there's some instances that i really do wish i like i did do audiobooks which is kind of where podcasts are coming in now like this yeah. podcast and audiobooks have made like a huge like showing. Yeah. I like audiobooks when I'm working. Mm-hmm. Like I, I listen to the entire uh, Stephen King's it. Oh, the long book, crazy book, super good book. Yeah. Kind of demented book at the end. <laughs> um, There's a lot of adjectives <laughs> to just trying this book. <laughs> Great book. Great movie. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. See, that's one. I actually love that one. A lot I of want people, to see it so badly. I hate when people say like, uh, oh yeah, that horror movie. Yeah, it wasn't that scary. It's like, shut up. Like, why do you have to tell me it's not scary? Mm-hmm. Even if you're not actually physically like peeing your pants, no, no movie is going to make you do that. Yeah. Can you just appreciate how well made these scares were? Yeah. It's a good scare. Meaning it's a scary movie mm-hmm. and everyone says that it was terrible because it wasn't very scary. I'm like, no, it was a very well-made horror movie, which means it's scary. Yeah. Well, I kind of felt that way about the conjuring. Like, was I like jumping out? Did I think I was going to be jumping out of my seat when people were talking about it? I did, but then I watched it and I like, wasn't like, you know, leaping out of my seat at every twist and turn. But at the same time, it was such a well-made movie. I thought it was amazing for, yeah. Um, just everything they done. And then I need to watch more horror movies, but that one I was like, wow, the plot was good. It wasn't just about, you know, trying to scare people, but the plot was solid. They had good terrifying moments and sequences. Mm. And so, so is this hiking movie? Do we want it to be, well, you said a comedy. Yeah. But now I'm thinking maybe a horror. Now <laughs> a horror. 
let's combine it. This is like the uh, haunted house, like scary movie. Scary. What, movie. what are what are horror comedies? There's there's, there's one with Kevin Hart, where he's like in a house. He he owns a house, and you know what? Actually, it might be scary movie. There's some. Did you ever see that one? I, I watched it one time in the common area of this building. <laughs> and it was, uh, it's new. It's like a Five Nights at Freddy's, but it's like off brand and it has Nicolas Cage in it. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage doesn't say a word. Really? His character is a, is a, is a mute, is a person that can't speak. Oh, really? Which is funny because Nicolas Cage is known for like his weird, the way he talks and stuff. Yeah. And his, and his facial expressions and stuff like right? that. But he was in this movie where he, I think he ran out of gas or something and he, in this town and then he had to get money just to fix up his car or something. Mm-hmm. So he got this like one time uh, night cleaning job where he had to clean up this, uh, this like pizza place that had like animatronic things. And then they were trying to kill him the whole time, but the whole time he's just like still like trying to clean Really? And so like he'll kill like a gorilla animatronic and it'll get, it'll get like uh, grease all over the place, grease all over his shirt. So he'll go, he'll change his shirt. So it has a clean shirt on and then he cleans up and then he's just trying to clean. And then the, these things just keep getting in his way. So he has to keep killing them. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the Nicholas Cage's movies are just, <laughs> it's awesome. He's in a new movie now where he's playing himself. Nicholas Cage is playing Nicholas Cage as Nicholas Cage is trying to like get back to being the A-list actor. I'm not kidding. It's called Cage. The I don't think Nicholas Cage wants to be. I think the thing about Nicholas Cage is he's like he he was the A-list actor and now he's like now I could just be in these weird movies. That's true. Which happens to a lot. I feel like Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood as well are two people who were like in blockbuster movies growing up and then like you look at some of the movies now and I'm like you know, it's hard for Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood because when oh, yeah. you see Daniel Radcliffe, everyone's like, oh, it's Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Mm-hmm. He can't get out. He can't get away from that. Yeah. And same with Elijah Wood. Everyone's like, oh, that's Bilbo Baggins or uh, Frodo, Frodo Baggins. Yeah. The the good thing about those two is they've come to, I guess, terms with it. I know Daniel Radcliffe is I think a Daniel Radcliffe, he, I think he's, I think he's overcoming it. He's overcoming it. I think Especially he's with that movies. new, if you've seen uh the 20th anniversary of the Harry Potter um, reunion. Like he's kind of grown to the fact that like, yeah, I'm going to be in other things, but he's like, also like, I'll always be known as Harry Potter. Like that's my thing. Uh, Elijah Wood actually loves it. He was in an interview with him, like Norton Graham. He's like, it's been like 12 years and they're still like at the time of this interview, they're like, you're Frodo. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I just accept it. He goes, I'm just Frodo Baggins. (laughs) Who else is that well known for a specific Robert Downey Jr. Now. Yeah, now. that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Iron Man. I can't think of him as anything else but Tony. Stark. I know he was in that weird Doolittle movie. Yeah, and I was just like, uh, I don't like it. Yep. <laughs> she says he was speaking with a British accent. Exactly. He'll be that way. I would say Johnny Depp is Captain Jack, but he's been in a lot of other good movies. He he's in everything. Yeah, Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. He he just was. Can't really think of anything else. Not really Hugh Jackman. I would say that, but he's also a terrific like. He's in The Greatest Showman, Oklahoma. He's in X-Men, of course. You know, he's Wolverine. I don't even think of him as Wolverine, to be honest. Yeah. I've seen him in way too many stuff. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else besides RDJ. Yeah. 
But so let's put our DJ in the in the forest. Let let's do it. So I looked up popular horror comedies. Jennifer's Body. Yes, I just <laughs> bought that. Uh huh. I remember you telling me about um, that. Who is in it? Megan Fox. Well, Megan Fox is in it, but it, her friend who plays, um, her name isn't Wimpy. Her name has this like literally. It's this kind of insulting name. Then you're like, oh, that's like actually her name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I forget. She plays um, Karen in Mean Girls. She plays uh, Sophia in Mamma Mia. The best thing is, oh, oh, Amanda Seinfeld. Is it Seinfried or something? Seinfried. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, Amanda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like her, so I bought bought Jennifer's Body. The funniest part is some of these movies I know are not comedies. Scream, the original Scream is saying it's a comedy. No, it is a comedy, isn't it? I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure Scream is a comedy. Uh, Gremlins, I did know that one. Scary movie. The Cabin in the Woods. I didn't think that was a comedy. (laughs) Neither did I. I need to watch Cabin in the Woods. Happy Death Day. They say Get Out is a horror comedy. Mm, Well... Actually, did you see Get Out yet? I haven't. Oh, I really I thought, need to see Get you, Out. You've been wanting to see it, but you haven't seen it I yet. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I can't really see it as a comedy. It's uh-huh. way too... They say Us is also a horror comedy. Interesting. Yeah, there's some in here that I'm like, I doubt that that's a horror comedy. Some are definitely. like. You what, if even... you say a joke, it becomes a horror comedy? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> because there are jokes in Get Out, yeah. <laughs> but it's not a comedy at all. Right. So. Us, I didn't see. I need to see Us though. I've heard that one's really good. Us, I've heard is better than Get Out, which that's is, a, yeah, which is an impressive feat. Yeah, from what I've heard. I mean, Get Out was like a hundred percent in Rotten Tomatoes, and there's not very many movies that are a hundred percent. Like, there's only a few things that are a hundred percent in Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it's like Pulp Fiction, Get Out, and like Avatar: The Last Airbender or something. Yeah, <laughs> like the three hundred percents on Rotten Tomatoes. There's. The Tor- critics and audience like. Oh, for both of 100%. Like, yeah, I can't think of any. Yeah, Others. I, think I know three. Toy Stories are close. All four yeah. of the Toy Stories. And at one point they were, but then, you know, they get, you get a, some bad reviews and they just go down. But, so we're going to have RDJ in the cabin. We're going to probably have like a group of six, you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, so cabin, like this is obviously stereotypical of uh, Friday the 13th with Jason Voorhees. That's true. So how do we switch um, it? How do we? I mean, we wouldn't have a original? killer. We wouldn't have a killer because that would obviously be just a ripoff. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't do horror ripoffs all the time. Could we? I mean, Jason is I mean, probably true. a horror ripoff of Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who is a? And I mean, the scream villain. And I, then there's the he's a ripoff thirteenth guy. He's somewhat unique. That's true. Just because he kills you in in your dreams. Yeah. But yeah, they're all kind of rips off ripoffs of each other. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, what if we have like his power? Like you know, it's not like this murder dude. But what if he can like control the land? If that makes sense. Is like yeah, Earthbender, I don't understand. Earthbender, like <laughs> it's like a haunted land that can be manipulated. If that makes sense. For the downfall. So like bushes can move, like trees can fall, like he can make like things happen, like the nature obeys him in this part. Like it's like a curse, if that makes sense. And they don't realize they're going on to this like special, not maybe sacred. Maybe it was like, you know, but this like special property that like RDJ can, can like manipulate. If that makes sense. Yo, you know what I want RDJ to be? I don't want him to be like himself. I want him to be like a creature actor. Oh. Like, um, oh, is it Andy circus? Yeah. Andy circus. Yeah. Andy like circus. Gollum. Gollum. 
he he. So like Andy Serkis is an incredible st- um, motion control actor. Yeah, and he, I don't know any of anyone else that can top Andy Serkis, but definitely like, um, I if, I just think it would be funny if it like kind of looked like RDJ, but it was like a stop motion creature of some kind. Yeah, sorry, not stop motion. That's animation. Um, motion capture. Yeah. Whereas like kind of like this creature and this monster dude, but he has resemblances of RDJ. Yeah, because RDJ has never done that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. He's never done um, a creature acting of any kind. So I just kind of wanted to do that. Yeah, I don't know what that character would look like, but neither do I. Would he be? So yeah, this group kind of goes out into the forest. Are we doing with like his thing is controlling? I mean, nature. Yeah, I don't know. I can just think of like, I don't know. They go to bed one night and they wake up the next morning and they're in a completely different environment than they were before. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like he can move, like he can manipulate it. Like he can, <laughs> he's like a, he's like a weird game master. Yeah. He's like a combination between a uh, golem just because of the way he looks uh-huh. combination between him and like jigsaw and, and Jason Voorhees and, mm-hmm. Do you know who Jigsaw is? Nope. You, do you know anything about the Saw movies? Oh, yes. I know some things about the Saw movies. So basically, um, so the only Saw movies I've seen, I saw the original Saw movie, and I saw the movie called Jigsaw, which was made, It's I think Jigsaw was made most recently. And there's, there's a mm-hmm. lot of Saw movies. I think there's eight. Yeah. So I see, so is he the name of the, that little, clown that rides on the bike so jigsaw is the name of the clown but it's also the name of the guy i mean the guy has a name but he go he his like uh like when police are trying to find him out they know him as jigsaw gotcha and the puppet is just like something he uses to run his games Mm -hmm. so basically what jigsaw does is I can't remember what it was, but he, the thing about the jigsaw movies is they're not in order. The first one, like the first one was a standalone movie, I think. And they weren't trying to explain who this dude was. Yeah. And then the next movies, they were trying to like give him an origin story. And like, it's like this weird thing where it's like there, you never know what time you're at. The movie is actually taking place and which movie happened first. Gotcha. So like the events of the first movie aren't in, in, if you take the whole series into account, it's not the first instance, Mm -hmm. but anyway, that's not really relevant, but he, he takes um, people and he kidnaps them and he, he puts them in uh, scenarios that he calls like games to like, to make them appreciate their life. Oh, interesting. Because, because according to him, he says that they don't appreciate their life. They just take it for advantage, take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. But he's obviously a crazy person, but yeah, he makes them like do things like, uh, like, like there's the, the most famous trap is like this reverse bear trap Mm -hmm. that I'm sure if you've seen anything about saw, you've seen this, but it's like, uh, it's, it's like in her mouth, and there's like a timer on it. And if it goes off, it'll explode backwards and like blow up her head basically like by opening her mouth super wide. Oh, wow. 
Um, and so she has to, so she can either let that happen or there's a guy knocked out on the ground and there's like a video of like him, like putting the key, like inside the guy. So she has to like kill the guy and like dig into his chest to get the key to open her thing to get out of it. Or she can just let herself die. So she has to choose to kill the guy or let herself die. Yeah. A super brutal way. And that's like, and there's like, there's hundreds of traps cause there's eight movies. Mm-hmm. But like, that's kind of the basic premise is he's doing these like games. So this is like a, a live character, if that makes sense. So it's not like a ghost. It's not like, yes. Jigsaw a force. Jigsaw is a person that the police are looking for. Okay. Gotcha. This seems really interesting. I'm kind of intrigued. Saw movies are great. Mm-hmm. Well, I've only seen the one. The first one is great. It's probably the best one. A lot of people say. Yeah. I can um, see that. It was a college film project. The first was it movie really? was. They have. Have you ever seen Psych? Um, I've TV seen TV series. Parts of it. You know Pierre Despereau? Oh no, this is an easier one. You know Princess Bride, the main character, the guy. Yeah. He's in the original Saw. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. yes I, know, I know. I was like, why didn't I go with Princess Bride in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> I know he's in. Yeah, he's in Saw, and it's crazy because. Yeah, he's only in the first one, and then he shows up in the very last one does he and the very last one resolves the first one it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of stupid yeah i like it i think that's kind of cool but anyway the reason i brought that up is because it was like rdj is like changing the land to like mess with these people and make them play these mm-hmm. sick games yeah and so <laughs> we had this course today and the whole thing was about um leave no trace so it starts off they just are ravaging <laughs> This oh, place. This is this is a PSA for not littering yeah. at campsites because if you do, they this is what happens. There's this guy and he can control it, and he starts playing games with them. So they're like littering, they're just Ugh. destroying the countryside, and RDJ is not going to stand for this. You know, he's oh dude, this could be a great short film to be like, don't litter. That would be kind of hilarious, right? It would kind of be funny. Let's just make this short film. <laughs> Why not? Let's, Let's make, make it a short, a short film. film. Let's, Let's make, make it a short, short film. film. This is a public service announcement for not littering in uh, and taking care of the wildlife that we are given. <laughs> so if we're going to make this a short film, we could actually potentially shoot this. Who do we actually want to cast? I know, right? Real life person. Do we Real life ca- person that we know. Yeah. Do you know how to get access to a mocap suit? I mean, they're not bad at hard to get. I just don't want to buy one. I <laughs> have no idea how to get access to a mocap suit. I don't even know how to work mocap. Honestly, my I, editing, I, know, I want to I know, know how a to edit, bit about it. But my editing skills are awful mainly because I do not know how. Um VFX is uh is something that I am wanting to get into more. Yeah. Um that's like I know a lot about filmmaking. I know there's a lot that I don't know. Yeah. Um I I can't remember what they call that line like people that don't know anything think they know everything. Yes. And then you start to know enough that you realize you know nothing. Yeah. No, I and then you, you get to a point where you know everything that you, you know everything that needs to be known and you actually know a lot about it. Yeah. And that's when you're an expert. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I'm in the point where I know, uh, I know a lot that I need to know and I'm not an expert in a lot of it yet. Mm-hmm. And VFX is one of those things. I know I've done some research and I've done a few, I did a weird little mocap thing once and I want to do more. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to do mocap, but I just wanted to do RDJ's character as that, but 
Hey, that'd actually be kind of cool if we could do that. You know what I mean? I wonder what, I don't know what a mocap, I mean, it's expensive. It, it yeah. is. Would it be easier to you do probably like rent makeup it. and costume? Since they probably have a rental place in Salt Lake. For mocap suits? For anything. Yeah, no, they probably do. So like actually Utah has a lot bigger like film industry, like film hub. Well, we'll, we'll talk about logistics of filming this after, but yeah. <laughs> I was just curious about how we could actually do this. So yeah, short film. This is a PSA about littering. <laughs> about littering and uh, keeping taking care of the out the outdoors. Like it's just this ravaging scene. Like there's going to be Gordon that at the end, it's just going to be like, this is what happens when you litter. Keep your country safe. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm we just kidding. We could do that. We could do that. No, I, um, I'm totally mm. messing. That is not how this is going to end. <laughs> it's like a commercial like, yeah. for not vaping. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a ton of those. There are. Um, so what is something that people do other than littering to ruin the forest? Um, what we're talking a lot about today is you can mark things up with spray paint, which a lot of people do. Um, so like if they kind of go off the trail, what they'll do is every like 20 steps, 30 steps, they'll spray, spray paint on something. So they know where they are and that like sticks with it for a long time. So that's one thing. Yeah. You see that actually all the time. Yeah. Another one is kind of the same thing as going off trail. Um, just there's, we were talking about this. I didn't even know there's substances that you, you want to stand on like durable things that won't erode easily so one of them is like rocks the trails that we're on um snow is another thing that doesn't have a lasting impact but then there's stuff there's like when there is nice soil and it's growing and you trot through it and take down a bunch of the flowers especially up in the mountains it takes a lot longer of a time for that to be fixed yeah just because of the oxygen levels and everything that's kind of working with that yeah when you go to moab have you ever been to Moab? I haven't. You need to go to Moab. We I should, do. We should go there sometime because it's, be it's not that far from us. It's not, honestly. And anyway. Just go for like a weekend. Anyway, about so Moab is where the National Park Arches is, if you don't know. Is that Moab? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you need to go. Ar- I do need to go. It's, unfortunately, you can't fly a drone there. I hate that, but. Because <laughs> I brought my drone and they're like, yeah, you can't fly that in the. Well, I never, I didn't try because I knew that I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. But I was just like, ugh. Sucks. There's, I could get so you know, many cool. cool shots right now. I just recently went to the Grand Canyon. If you could learn, if you could, I don't, I probably bet you wouldn't be able to, but fly it in there. Yes. That would be sweet. Yes, it would. But anyway, at Arches, there's these like, I'm not sure if they're plants or animals or fungus, but there are these organisms that literally take thousands of years apparently to form. Thousands. Wow. And so if you were to step, like if you were to step on one and leave a footprint, that footprint would literally be there for thousands of years. That's crazy. Um, And so they like um, tour guides, everyone, like you're constantly told, like, do not step on these things. Mm -hmm. Like these are, and they're very important for the ecosystem. Yeah. It's kind of trampling, going off trail. That's something you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. We could have like kind of a a, a monster, not a monster, but like, the guy that goes off trail, something bad happens to him different than the guy that uh, spray painted different than the guy that littered different from the guy that, Oh yeah. They all kind of do something separate. It's like the forest is just getting its revenge mm-hmm. on the people. 
And so we have like a group of five. We have three of them down, littering, spray painting, uh, kind of going off off the uh, trail or I guess going places you're not supposed to go. That could damage the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some other ones? Probably something to do with water maybe. You know what I mean? But I can't think of what. What we were saying is apparently, I did not know this, you're supposed to package your leftover food with you out. You had no idea you had to do that? No. But I guess <laughs> I always ate all my food, so it never occurred to me that I had to bring all my leftover food out with me too, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. How did you, you, you never did Boy Scouts, though. I did. You did? Yeah. How'd you not know that, then? I, I have no idea. No, this is something <laughs> that was like... <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, yeah, duh. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You must have missed something because. I must have. That's, yeah. Of course, you you don't want to leave food. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's like, if you like, he, he was mentioning, like, if you have, like, a couple grains of rice on the grass, you're supposed to really pick those up. And I would have never, that would have never. Actually, occurred. to be honest, the, I probably would have left the grains of rice. Why did he say that? I just, just don't leave food. And he was also oh. saying, like, when you're cleaning pots and pans, don't clean them in a lake. Because um, the food that's in the pots and pans, like that greasy stuff, will go out into the water. Yeah. And it'll affect it. Which I guess is always like just common sense, but like I've never like thought of it that much. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is common sense, but yeah, people just, you don't, you don't think about it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to pack out trash, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're supposed to hang your food in trees if you're in bear country. Have you ever done that? I have. One time there was a bear outside of my tent. I uh, saw it in the shadows. I nearly pissed my pants. I was like 10. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is the end. <laughs> you know, bear. I don't know if we've had a bear th- that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a skunk, though. Oh, that's which a, is worse. worse. Yeah, that's way worse. We, we, it never sprayed. <laughs> But it was terrifying. Yeah. Like, don't move. Don't move. I've had a few run-ins with a skunk. I could tell those stories right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> Me and my dog got sprayed by a skunk. Did you really? Yep. Ugh. Um, and then once when I was a kid, I almost <laughs> killed a skunk on accident. Yeah. And then almost got sprayed by that skunk, but didn't. And then the skunk on the campsite... Like, so I was shooting bow and arrows at, like, a pile of dirt yeah at my grandpa's house Mm -hmm. and i was the only one there i don't know why my parents weren't there or anybody but it was just me at my grandma and grandpa's house and i was out shooting the bow and arrow and i missed the dirt pile and i heard this like thing and what what it reminded me of was Gollum from lord of the rings just the sounds like it shrieking and freaking yeah (laughs) and so i'm like what the heck i go over there precious (laughs) and it was near like where i shot the arrow that i missed the dirt pile and i like nearly hit a skunk (laughs) with my bow and arrow (laughs) and i saw the skunk or i saw the i thought it was a cat Mm -hmm. but that's because i saw the black and then when i the second i saw the white i like i left the arrow and just ran oh ran back into the house and i stayed there the rest of the day Mm mm-hmm and I got the arrow um, like two days later because <laughs> nice. I didn't want to go out where the skunk was. There was a, well, kind of going along with that, there was a friend of mine. Owls can be very, I, some owls are endangered. Um, 
fascinating. Some owls are in <laughs> Where was I going with this story? There's a story. Okay, yes, here's what it is. One of my friends was out on a camping trip with one of his buddies. And they were out in the forest and they had a slingshot. And they saw Al in a tree. And this guy's friend is a joke. S- terrible aim with the slingshot. He was never able to hit anything. That was the joke. And they just saw this out. He goes, all right, 20 bucks says I can't hit it. And literally just like shot it from his hip. <laughs> and it went and it hit the owl in the head. <laughs> and the owl just falls over Woo! and just lays on the ground. He killed the owl. He killed the owl. And this, my friend isn't the one that shot it. He's like, oh, like he just shook. And so they bury it. Um, they were, they're like, tw- they're like, I think 13 or 14 at this time. They were just about to go into high school or were just in high school. And they just shot an owl out of a tree. And it was just the most insane shot in the world it was just kind of throwing it up there as a joke and it hit it. So maybe one of them accidentally kills wildlife and then the wildlife, the animals kill him. That's one of the way he dies. Yes. That's what I was going with. I don't know. Moose are actually very terrifying. You gotta get killed by a moose. And people don't realize moose are like way more dangerous than bears are. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you read Hatchet as a kid. No. Did you read Hatchet? I feel like that was one that like every third grader read, but maybe you didn't. Hatchet. But in Hatchet, the moose was definitely a bigger deal than the bear. Mm-hmm. The moose, like I think he ended up somehow befriending the moose as much as you can befriend a moose. Yeah. But the first time the moose almost killed him. Oh yeah. Moose are insane. I just know this because in Michigan where I'm from, there's tons of moose. And that's just like something that you're told a lot when you go into camping. They're like, all right, watch out for moose. Like that's like the big hatchet. How have they never made a hatchet movie? Next, next episode, guys, here's a little foreshadow. No, (laughs) I've never seen hatchet or red hatchet. I meant no, because Hatchet literally, I mean, you never read it, but it was seriously probably one of the most popular books for our age group and a little bit older than us. Is it um, a novel by Gary Paulson? Yep. And okay. then there's Brian's Winter, which is like a what if scenario if he actually didn't get rescued, if he had to stay in the woods for the winter. Hmm. Um, I think, I think then there's Brian's Return, I think. Have you ever seen... They, there was it was first this book, and then they made it into a movie. But it's this guy's story. Um, he left school to go and just kind of see the wildlife. So he left and he went to go. I don't want to say the word hippie because um, he wasn't, but maybe that's what you could call him—a hippie. But like he just he wanted to go and he wanted to experience you know the outdoors and live out there. Um, he was tired of his social life and everything and college. And so he left and um, he ended up making it to Alaska. And this part people probably know. And he found this bus in the middle of nowhere. And he had to live there. You know what I'm talking about? I, I vaguely. They recently like just that. removed the bus out of the forest because too many people went to go visit it from the book and died. Because the guy ended up dying at the bus because he couldn't get enough food. Um, and then they found him. And his sister wrote this book, which was then made into a movie. And I saw the movie in my history class in high school, but I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, Gary Gary Polson's book needs to be made into a movie because it's it's just incredible that it hasn't. If they were to make that movie, any people our age and a little bit older and a little bit younger would be so into it. What's it about? 
So um, this kid, Brian, uh, he lives with his mom. His dad is his dad and his mom are divorced mm-hmm. and he gets on an airplane to fly to visit his dad um, for like the whole summer. Yeah. And his mom gifts him a hatchet like as he's getting onto the airplane, like mm-hmm. just so he can kind of use it because his dad lives in a, like a area of the of the country where there's lots of woods and stuff. Yeah. And as they're flying, he was in like a private, like small airplane Mm -hmm. and the pilot has like a heart attack and they like crash into a lake. Oh. And then for, I can't remember how many months, but Brian survives. Um, and it's because of the hatchet, like the hatchet, like he uses the hatchet for so many things. Like the hatchet is the thing that he figured, found out that if he, like struck it against a rock. He could a specific rock that was like found in this cave. He could like make fire. Um, so anyway, this hatchet like saved his life. Basically. That's pretty cool. Hello. I don't think, I think I accidentally, uh, Oh, we were recording the whole time, but I accidentally, uh, did something that made it. So we we were only, we could only hear through the headphones. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The recording didn't change other than you saying hello. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Brian, um, and then Brian's winter. So at the end of Hatchet, he ends up getting rescued. And then Brian's winter is like the same story, but he didn't get rescued. It's just mm-hmm. like the assumption that he didn't get rescued and he has to survive the whole winter. And then he finally gets rescued. And then Brian's return is he, he just kind of misses being in the woods. And so he just, kind of goes back there <laughs> is this a this isn't based off of a true story is it no it's off, okay it's completely fictional but it sounds awesome i can't believe i've never read this yeah and it's like really it's like perfectly like like you'd probably be too old for it at this point it's yeah it's meant for children to read mm-hmm. i mean it's still it's not like it would be a bad book to read it's just it like like how avatar the last airbender is still good even though you're 20 even though it's <laughs> meant for little kids yeah it, it's similar to that but it is it is meant for little kids to understand mm-hmm. that is the funniest part i'm currently watching avatar the last airbender and i'm like this is for y7 this is for seven-year-olds and this is one of the best plots i've ever seen <laughs> i know and you serious <laughs> and, and you haven't got into it enough but like there's oh, some haven't. of the best character arcs that there's ever been some of the best redemptions that there's ever been some of the best it's just it's a great story it's insane i'm only on episode 14 of the first season like uh, zuko i mean nothing has happened to zuko yet for you probably but his like he is one of the best written character the characters that's ever been i am very excited for what they do i just got to the part where he rescued ank out of the fire lord not the fire lords but it was this fire colonies prison Oh, the blue spirit. Yes. Yes. Where he got him out. My friend Tom has a blue spirit mask. Oh, nice. (laughs) He has all this stuff. And you haven't got to season two. You haven't even met the best villain. That's one of my favorite villains ever. Yeah, I haven't. And then my favorite character that's ever in the show also doesn't come till season two. Really? And she, she's a lot of people's favorite. Mm -hmm. And you haven't gotten to that either. Season two and season three are my favorite for sure. Season one just sets it up, mm-hmm. but even even just knowing season one, you're already thinking it's one of the best stories. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it's meant for seven year olds. That's who it was written for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that's when a you know a child show is good mm-hmm. is when a child can watch it and be engaged in it, 
but it's not dumbed down to them. Exactly. Like after the last airbender is about genocide. He's the last airbender. All of the airbenders were genocided out of existence. Mm-hmm. They That's never the show say is. the word killed. But if it was made a modern, like if it was made for adults, they would just change really the wording. You know what I mean? They yeah. They would change it. They would just be more like direct, if that makes sense. They'd be like, oh yeah, they were all murdered. They were you know they were killed. They That's right. That's conquer. why like uh, the re- the rise of Kyoshi, the novel. Mm-hmm. Is because it, it's it takes place in the same uh, universe, yeah, and it's really like so, and it and the story is really well done, but it is meant for an older audience, yeah. Um, so they're more brutal, mm-hmm. which is kind of good at some points. No, oh, yeah, I get that. It's like an action movie, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and, and like friends murdering friends. Mm-hmm. That happened in like chapter three. It's like, really? yeah. Our, uh, like lifetime friends. He murdered the other guy. Wow. To get, I don't know, to get control of something. Really? It's an amazing, amazing story. Um, and yeah, and our, uh, our bad guy is going to be an earthbender. <laughs> yeah. He can bend the, <laughs> yeah, he can bend the, the earth. earth. And so we have the four guys. I was thinking at the end, should we have one person that's kind of going throughout this whole thing? Who's never committed anything wrong. And he or she is like the, I guess, the innocent one. And so she witnesses all this happening. But in the end, she makes it out. Like she could even like at the end go face to like look face to face with like the dude, RDJ, not RDJ. We were switching it up because it's a short film. But looks face to face with like this creature that can control the element, the nature, right? Mm-hmm. And she, he just lets her go because she hasn't you know, do anything. And she can even be like, guys, like stop doing this. Like, you know, yeah. stop p- spray painting the box, you know, don't kill the animal. Like she could be like the one that's like trying to, and you can like tell that that's why she was saved. Is she's the one that was like, I don't know yeah. why I immediately seeing as a sheep because you know, just typically I, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> every, every guy killed is a guy. Yeah. I even <laughs> said guy, not subconsciously. Right. But, but yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have anything written down yet, but, Mm-mm. I, I want to make a short film really bad. I think be cool. um, that's the thing I've been wanting to do because I mean, cause obviously movies aren't easy to make and neither mm-hmm. are short films. Like right. people think that just cause it's short, it's like, yeah, that's super easy to make. It's obviously not, mm-hmm. but it is more possible as college students to make a short film than it is for us to make a movie. A lot of final projects for, um, film schools, is a short film. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's their thing. Cause it's more, it's more realistic for their either situation and resources and their knowledge. Yeah. And if you can have a short film under your belt in like a portfolio. Oh yeah. Very beneficial mm-hmm. for any studio looking to hire. Definitely. So I kind of actually want to make a short film and that's why I, that's kind of why I've been kind of keeping us a little off uh, track because I don't want to give all of my good ideas on the podcast. Yeah. Cause I want to keep them to the paper. Right. Definitely. And, and to us when we direct it. So you, every, all of our viewers, you'll have to, we'll let you guys all know when this short film is made. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll start a GoFundMe or something. A GoFundMe. <laughs> Cause we can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I want to learn how to, I mean, Blair Witch Project, like, I don't know what the budget was on that film. Oh, 
But it couldn't have been that much. That I remember hearing that that budget was almost non-existent. Like it was. What was cool when they did the Blair Witch Project is they actually put ads in the local like. Have you, do you know one of the cartons of milk? They used to have like the. Do you know me? Like the missing persons yeah, 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 on yeah. them. Well, I mean, I, I never saw that, but I know that that's a thing. They were able to get um, the characters from the movie onto them at the oh. local places. And so a lot of people thought, that this, thought was this was real. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thought this is, and many people today tell me they're like, no, that's a real story. Like that was a camera that they found, but no, but yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was 100% just written. Yeah. It was just 100% written. directed and filmed, but yeah, I mean, so you can do things on very low budgets, mm-hmm. um, but with the ideas that I had, we can't, <laughs> we right. need because we need CG, which I need to learn how to do much better or we could hire it out. Of course. <laughs> exactly. But that's expensive. And it's the Blair Witch Project. Is that what it was? Yeah, they made another one too. They have. They made a few actually. A few. And what are each of them called? All of them have gone up significantly in budget. The I yeah yeah. The yeah. first one. Are you ready for this? Three hundred thousand dollars was it? Wow. Okay. Do you know Paranormal Activities budget? Was it more or less? Less. Less. Really? Significantly. Take a guess at this. Um, it's, there's no way they did it for a hundred thousand. Is it less than a hundred? Less. No way. Uh huh. That's incredible because I I would think it would be more than Blair Witch because Blair Witch, they were like, were in the forest and stuff. Paranormal well, activity was a $15,000 budget. Wow. Oh, and the amount of mo- money that movie made, wasn't it the millions that it made? Probably. That's in May. That's, that's like a classic thing. Like what me? were the other, what were the next one's budgets? Okay, the Blair Witch was a movie, five million. The Book of Shadows, the Blair Witch saga is what it was called, fifteen million. The Witch, four million. The Witch, mm-hmm. like, is it the Vavitch? Not the. It's not the Vavitch, but like in. Oh the, yes, mm-hmm. is that what it is? That's what it is. That's the one. I've seen that, but I didn't know that was connected to Blair Witch. And then Paranormal Activity three had five million dollar budget. Mm. Paranormal tour four or five million. And then the Blair Witch Project made $250 million worldwide with a $300,000 budget, which is insane, which is sadly something today I don't think it would be harder for that happening today, if that makes sense. Because a lot of the movies now are just well, blockbuster. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of like Sundance-type films. There is, there is. And it's definitely possible. But You know there's a streaming service where you can get like Sundance movies? I did not. I just found out about it, um, but it's, yeah, that mm-hmm. is a thing. That's cool. I had no idea. I mean, I've never, I've never been to Sundance and I've mm-hmm. never really been to film festival festivals where people show their films, but yeah. so I, I don't even know if I like that type of thing, but, right? but I think I probably do. Yeah. I've had friends who have gone to them and, um, they don't really have too many in Detroit. So that wasn't too much there, but friends here, they've gone to them and they've loved them. They went specifically because Kanye West had a film <laughs> in it or a film about Kanye. And so that's why they went, they went specifically for this. <laughs> when is Sundance? I have no idea. Sundance is probably the biggest film festival, I think. Or is there, well, there's probably like the LA film festival or that's whatever true. they call them. But. Is Sundance in Utah? Yeah. Oh, it is? In Sundance, Utah. 
Oh, Sundance Film Festival. It is. Um, so it's in Park City, which is Sundance Resort, Utah. Um, each January. Oh, dang so it. We, just we it. were here. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we go? We were here. I didn't even know it was in January. I mean, we'll be here next January. So one of the films there, Nanny, just got sold to Amazon. And apparently it was really good. I would want to kind of look at these, see what movies did, you know, did really good. It was a horror. It but, was a horror. Mm-hmm. Or, 88% on Rotten Tomato. That's not bad. No, especially for a horror movie. Hour and 37 minutes long. Okay. Mm. That's going to be one to look into. check it out. What are they selling it for on Amazon? Probably like $3 to rent. Let me look at it. Oh, but something. Um, so they sold it for $7 million, which... They sold it for $7 million? Yeah. I mean, hey, if they paid less to fit, shoot it... <laughs> then, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if I go to Amazon and look up Nanny, the price is... Oh, I don't know if they've put into it yet. When did this happen? Oh, this happened one day ago. So well, I actually don't think they've put it onto Amazon quite yet. So, but regardless, selling it for seven million is not bad. Yeah, that should have to make some budget from it. So, what are we doing on time? They probably shot it for like six million, probably, <laughs> or forty nine minutes. But we don't have to go the full hour. We're already late for the thing we were going to go to. But true, whatever. Yeah. So stay tuned for, uh, I thought I would think of a title just now, but I didn't. (laughs) Stay tuned for our short film about not littering and not killing animals and owls and stuff. So (laughs) let's jump back into the void.